This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of Front Row Material Live. My name is Mike Freeland, and as always, I'm joined by my good longtime personal friend. His name is... The Zorret. We are brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. We are excited to be here tonight. So many things are happening in the world of wrestling, and we cannot wait to talk to you about all of those things. But, you know, before we get started, I think it's important to mention a couple things here. First of all, how are you doing? What's new in the world of the Ritz? Uh, I'm not doing too bad. Um, pretty much the same stuff, you know, blood, sweat, and respect. Got to sit there and keep pushing to work. Got to outwork everybody. I, I love that. I, I love that Christian shirt. Out, Got to outwork everybody. Work. It's true. Everybody. Yes. And, and that's what I try to do every day at work. 
Well, I think you do a good job. Now, I will say this. The the one thing I do want you to work on is did you see a coworker of yours at work today? No, no, no. I don't see him. That that was a fluke. He is in the corporate world. Okay. Where so- I work at. I, I'm I'm down I'm down in the common man's <laughs> like He's it's just a, a common man. Wow! So you you are you you are a laborer, right? And he is the suit and tie type of guy, right? Co- correct. And he okay. he looks damn good in it. Bro Keller, just for all of you who are probably wondering who in the world are we talking? about? We're talking about Bro Keller, and Bro Keller is a phenomenal wrestler. Um, and he just happens to work at the same company that the Ritster works at, which I think is pretty ironic as well. It, it's amazing. And, and, and do you see, uh, do you see your girl on raw Danny Mo? Danny Mo. How about me? Some Danny Mo. I tell you what, I love me some Danny Mo. Let me tell you about this. Let me tell you about this. I think I may be more of a fan of Danny Mo than I was. Uh, what was that girl's name who came back to uh, WWE and she was kind of a model. Now she's gone off and doing more acting. Uh, what was her name? Hmm. Yeah, I forgot it too. Danny Mo right now is numero uno for me. Right hey, now. And, and I didn't know uh, she was a, she, I think she was in Javelin. Uh, she went to college here in Pennsylvania. Hold I, on. I didn't know. Hold on. She was in what? Ja- javelin. Javelin. In, yeah, Javelin. Oh, Javelin. It, javelin. Well, that sounds she, like you're going to a restaurant. I'll have I'll have a javelin on the rocks. Okay. She was yeah, a, that, she was a javelin thrower. Yes, and and, yes. and I didn't know that. Like looking at her, you would think you know definitely some sort of track and field because she's in phenomenal shape. Yes. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that until I, I, they were posted it on Twitter earlier tonight, and I seen that she was on Raw. Well, I tell you what, I, I I'm going to say this, but I'm probably going to get scolded. You know, you say she was in track and field. Well, let's be honest. She attracts the field, right? Huh? You see that play on words? But no, I'm happy for her. She's a phenomenal talent, and I'm in, I, I want to get her on the show. Uh, I'm still trying. Uh, I'm, of course, I'm talking to our friends at good at uh, PPW. So trying, uh, trying, trying to get them to ice some things out. And man, I am. I am really trying to get that locker room pass for uh, control the narrative versus PPW in November. Well, let's let's kind of start there for a second here. Uh, control your narrative was one of the founders was Braun Strowman. Did you hear mm-hmm. about the most recent news that's going on right now on WWE? I noticed that someone walked up to me in the street and said, and they told me, "Hey, I heard you're going back to WWE," and I'm yeah. like, "Whoa, what do you what do you mean?" I mean, but, uh, I can see him going back i would like for him to go back because you know he he has talent he can you know he he can draw uh, eyes but being part of the control your narrative they haven't done much you know, I'm, I'm not saying ppw small time because they're not right but when you're working with an indie company nonetheless Man, are are you really changing the business? You know? Probably not. Not so much. Now, I will say this, though. I I think this is interesting. That they've got the control your narrative thing going on. Which, so be it, that's what they want to do. 
But if he goes back to WWE, because you know if they offered him an opportunity, he'd go back. Mm-hmm. Let's let's play fantasy booker for a second. Do you think if he went back that that would be even more of an indication of Bray Wyatt coming back? Do you because that was a fan favorite duo? Do you think or, do, or would you say, you know what, that's that's just a bunch of uh, speculation? Oh, man, I, I would love for them to bring Eric Redbeer, Eric Rowan's back also. The, the, yeah, that, the, 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 go back, go go back to the old, the, the original Wyatt family gimmick. No, I, I agree. Would lo- I would love it. You know, um, uh, uh, well, what would you think of a Braun Strowman, uh, McIntyre match? Oh my God, I would. I, I think that would be very interesting. You would you would have two big dudes, and I think Strowman definitely has an appeal of the big man appeal. Mm-hmm. And I think McIntyre has completely changed himself year in and year out. He is a main event guy. He's a caliber guy who could carry the company again. And I feel like that would be a good setup between the two. Um, I, it, it seems like we're kind of going into the clash in the castle kind of thing, talking about drew. So let's just kind of start off the conversation there. Big stadium show card off Wales. It's going to be happening mm-hmm. this Saturday on Peacock. Do you feel like, And they said they haven't made the decision yet. This is coming from WWE. Whether or not one or both titles will be dropped that night uh, by Roman Reigns. What's your thoughts on that? I would love for at least one title. But are you really going to have Roman be, you know, shoulders pinned to the ground or pinned to the mat? You know what I mean? Somebody's got to do it. You could have a, you could have a, you know, kind of a schmoz finish at the end, or you could do something kind of the, the the classic dusty finish. You could do a dusty you know? finish, yes, absolutely, and then he gets screwed out of it, or, or whatever happens. But see, I I don't know if you'd necessarily want to do it that way because first of all, you're in Wales, you're across the pond, it, it's his backyard. If you're going to give Drew a title match. And you're and you're going to give him the win. Let's say you decide to go in that direction. Don't give him a crap cheap win. Give him a real win where he can he can have the Davy Boy moment, if you will. Not only that, man, he was the man who lost his WrestleMania moment. He's the man that had the title when there in was the no one in center. Yeah, when there was no one there. Come on now, you're going to have to make it up to him. No, I agree. I agree. You know, speaking of somebody who's always been there sometimes when others haven't been there, you know, I, I just I, I keep thinking of these things and I have these memories and maybe I'm being too nostalgic, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I should cue something up. You never know who's going to show back up on the program. Let's go ahead and let's welcome him in. He is muted, but hopefully he'll be unmuted soon. It is the returning Christopher Butt. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, uh, in case you Not didn't, a clue. In case no. you didn't re- read the private chat, <laughs> the, pro- the, 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 the private chat said uh, he's having sound issues. We're having Okay, we're having some sound issues. Okay, I tell you what, let's do this. Let's go ahead and let's uh, let let him keep working on that. And uh, but he will be back. So there's the big announcement, Christopher Butt returning tonight. How about that? How about hey, that? 
you never know who's going to get the call. You never like, know. Kind of like WWE right now. You you don't know That's who's right. going to show up. That's right. Absolutely. Um, there's one thing I want to say right now is hashtag shit a smurf. That's all I'm going to say. And, and I think the butster will, will realize that when he comes on here, hopefully he gives us a thumbs up when he's ready. He gives us a thumbs up and hopefully it'll, it'll work out, but his beard is looking plush, looking fantastic. When I talked to him, when I was the, the triple H today and I, uh, was calling people, you know, former released people. I said, you know what? We need an ass man. And uh, so hopefully things are going well. Let's check back in with the Butster. Hopefully everything's back. Audio good? Maybe not. He's like a deer in headlights. Are He's we focused. Oh, man, he is lasered in right now. He's in a new room, too. He still can't hear us. We'll go ahead and check back in with him in a few minutes. Let's go back to Clash at the Castle. So if, if you are WWE, Rit, mm-hmm. do you think it's time to put the title, at least one of them, on someone else right now or do you think you know what business is still going really really well we should just kind of keep things going with roman what's your take on that oh man i i would say personally i I give it to the hot hand with drew you know uh he deserves it roman roman can still be roman but you but you gotta at least now make him vulnerable like let, let the audience see man anything can happen like if you keep watching the same stuff over and over again right like like nobody in a million years thought brock was going to be taker nobody. i agree i agree and, and sometimes you have to do those things right you have to step out of the comfort zone and you have to be a little bit more man not so predictable uh Mick Foley winning the, the WWE title or WWF title at the time on Raw. Like you, you, those are the times that it's like, man, really? Like I never would have expected that. You know, you can't keep having Roman act like he's undefeated. You know, he, he he's barely had how many title defenses in his run? Yeah, that's the other thing that kind of gets me with uh, with all of that. I feel like in a lot of ways, it might be time to kind of wind down the Roman Reigns aspect of it right now. Because mm-hmm. you can always, like you said, bring him back. That's not that's not really the issue. But you definitely want to inject some new blood. Maybe give him some time off as well. I know with his new contract, he did agree to work less house shows, to work less dates. And it is definitely provided for him to have more time with his family uh, he recently gave an interview and he said, man, he goes, when you got five or six kids and you're doing this nonstop and you're the face of a company, he goes, by the time you get home, you start to realize how quickly time passes by. And I think he does want to get some of that time back. And I think he is financially in a good place right now. And he's established as a huge big name star. So he can definitely always come back and step in mm-hmm. at any point in time. Um, but do you think at any point in time this is kind of opening things up for when Cody returns as well? Uh, could be. I, I, I just think, okay, if Roman's going to be the face of the company, Drew could be the workhorse, the one that puts on the title matches. You know, I, I, I would love to see more title matches. You know, maybe not every SmackDown, maybe every other. You know, build stuff up. 
you know, you never know what's going to happen. And I think Drew could be that that fighting champion that we need. Look, Roman will still be the face, you know. Roman doesn't need the title. He, he's got himself to that establishment where he doesn't need the title, but there's other people that possibly could. Are you a believer that sometimes people need that title because they need that recognition to make them a big star? And what I mean by that is there was news that came out today by Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, that they gave the tag team championships to who they did on Raw Monday night because they really want Raquel Rodriguez to be built up and to be seen as a big star moving forward. That's like one of the company's main objectives right now. Mm -hmm. So, yes, giving somebody a championship definitely can give them the prestige of now, hey, they must be somebody important, right? Because Mm -hmm. they clearly wouldn't be doing that if they didn't have intentions. Do you think, obviously, giving a championship to someone else that doesn't necessarily need it is a waste of a step, or do you think maybe not always? Uh, well, let's backstep a little bit. Uh, I think also giving somebody a title to help build them gives them more TV time, gets more eyes on them. But it also can value criticism, too, because if they, if they mess up, they're getting more exposed more in front of fans. So they True. so you you're going to have the criticism overall. Uh given somebody the title that doesn't need it, you can you can build it. Uh let's go for uh Cody and who did he lose the TNT title to? Sammy Guevara? He did lose it to Sammy Guevara. Yeah. Like like Cody Cody didn't need the T, uh, TNT title. But he was able to lose the title to Sammy, put Sammy over, and not lose a step in the process. So depending on how you're using those champions, are you you using them to build up another star and pass the torch to them to give them the rub? Or are you just making him the top guy just because you're trying to make him top guy? And there's no one else right there that can carry the torch. Exactly. People like The Rock, Austin, Triple H, they need the title? No. But when they were the top guy, they were the ones. And consider you're not only just being out there in a ring. You're doing the interviews, the talk shows, you know, the the appearances. You know, there's a lot into having that title. So you you got to pick the right guy. You can't just throw anybody out there to to do those appearances. And no, I agree. And, and be in the ring. So with uh, the, the women's ta- tag titles, they, they, they want to put, uh, put the titles on them. So to get her exposed, that's fine. She gets more TV time if they are going to put the women's tag champions at a forefront. You can't just have them on once every two weeks, once every three weeks, an appearance here and there. You know, you you, got to make those tag titles seem like they're people want them. You know what I mean? No, I I completely agree with you. And and I think WWE has done such a good job, in my opinion, of working with the women. I feel like they've done a great job. I mean, look what they did when they were cultivating people from NXT. I mean, obviously, Yuro Shirai, you had Bailey. I mean, Charlotte. Uh, the list goes on and on. How many people, Alexa Bliss, uh, Asuka, who were great in that brand, and they came up, and they did really well. 
even though they didn't necessarily have championships, because the competitiveness of the women's division in WWE was good, in my opinion. Now, obviously, the booking of Vince McMahon is, is suspect, and I think a lot of people would agree with that. It wasn't always what was best. But I think that they definitely have the talent and they have the roster. And I think with Triple H at the helm, they're going to be really cultivating and going more for people who he feels like he sees something inside of them that maybe Vince didn't. And I think with Raquel Rodriguez, I think she is going to start off as a tag and then do not be surprised because they always start them in pairs, right? Mm -hmm. And then after they get so much notoriety and they start to really build themselves up, then you're going to see the split and you're going to see her go on to have a uh, a singles career, which I'm excited for her. But once again, I think it is, uh, no pun intended, a new day in WWE. And I think uh, the Women's Tag Team Championship is going to be good. Uh, let's go ahead and let's try this again. Let's try this again. He is not a proctologist, yet he makes things with wood, no pun intended. He's a good friend of ours, and he is now returning. Let's cue the music. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, hey be, be, before we, we, we welcome Mr. Butt back. Yes. Freeland, Freeland. Yes. You know, you know me, baby. Scissor me, baby. Yes. Man, I love it. Your acclaimed shirt's on the way, by the way, but it's it's there. That was a waste of money. Scissor me, daddy. Oh my god. So let's 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 do this. I am all about doing this. Let's let's go full screen here. The butt is back. And uh let's let's talk to Christopher Butt. You are in a brand new room in here. Look at this. Nope, same office. Just is we it? had to reconfigure it for my wife. I like it. Yeah, I think it's sharp. I love that orange. Love that orange. All the all the paintings are hers. She did all those herself. Wow, wow, wow. Glass. I kind of like the, the deer. Oh, the one the one like right above your head. Yeah, she all the paintings in here she did. Um wow. See what I can do here. It, 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 oh that, my god. Her father did. The the Wizard of Oz one I seen over there? Yeah. Man, man but when you got the text message from Freeland. Was you clicking your heels together and saying there's no place like home? There's no place like home, baby. That's right. That's what we like to hear. Man. So what has been going on with the butt? Because the last time that we saw you on this program, I want to say it was February or March. And so we and, have been. And, and you had hair. I still have hair. No, not you. Freeland. Oh, well, you know what I love? Like a... His... Freeland doesn't have a forehead. It's more like a five head right now. You know what, Rit? What you don't realize is I still have the controls as well. Mm-hmm. Still mm-hmm. got more air than you, Josh. I was just about to say you. Uh, you're still. Hey. Are you? Are, would you ever grow it back? No, my my, my son sits there and says, "I don't have a four. My, my forehead doesn't stop." Good grief! Good grief! So, what else has been going on with you, Butster? Um, I didn't biz. Uh, had three weeks off. Did a little vacation, road trip mm. back to Newfoundland. See my family. Nice. Uh, had a little uh, minor table saw incident. Yeah, that was that's not good. Don't do that. Are we talking and... like an emergency room visit? Yep. Oh god, are you are you completely healed now? Mm, for the most part, I don't have the greatest feeling in one of my fingers, but it works. Oh my gosh! Hey, hey, hey! It Listen, happens. But told me for for the amount of 
uh, duties he has to pay with shirts and figures and stuff. He goes, I, 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 I had to go cut my finger. He, he's, he's like, I, I got to take advantage. He goes, you get me in the duties. I'm getting you in the healthcare department. Wow. Wow. Yep. It's all a big scam. Good grief. And wow. What else? And just that, that w, gotta, tell us about that WWE live event. I was going to say, that's fantastic. what I was going to start off with. Let's talk about that. What was that event like? Well, it was great. Saturday night main event. Uh, we had lucky enough to have box seats for it. It's not a big stadium. It's a fairly small stadium. So the view was fantastic. I sent both of you guys some of the pictures or whatnot. Mm-hmm. They were sharp, dude. They were badass. Oldest, what, what, what was the main event? Was there? So, oh, the Canadian dial-up. Uh-oh, hold hey, on. Hold on, AOL. No, it's not AOL. It's COL. It's Canadian online. Okay, so yeah. repeat that last thing that you said. Who was there? Otis. Otis was there. Nothing else mattered. Did you did you get to did you yell towards him or did you scream when he well, came out? I was out? a little too far away for that. Yeah. And no, if Boogie is watching, I did not throw my boxers at him. That's awful. <laughs> wow. Man, Very I, cool. I seen I seen Trish was there. Trish was there. Um Cody was there. Cody Rhodes was there? Yeah, it was a good show. It was a real wow. good show. Uh, it was heavy heavy on the women. A lot of women's matches. Oh, I thought, I, I thought you were saying heavy women. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> why, why you got to be like that? That's inappropriate. So who was the main event? I don't know. I had wow. to do by then. Keep it going. <laughs> I was bamboozled by then. There was an open bar in the in the box. Come on now. See, that's fantastic, though. An oh, open great. Did you did they offer you food too? Yeah, we didn't. I didn't have any of that. What did they have? Just beer, whiskey, rum, vodka. No, no, no. Food. I don't know. I was drinking. Okay, no sandwiches. They like nachos and sandwiches, and uh, could have got some hot dogs, hamburgers if you wanted it. Hey, hey, see, this is why I like butt. <laughs> no pun intended. Wow! <laughs> oh my! Oh, this is once not... once again. This man called me. He's like, "Hey, they cut, they hit me at the tickets, so I'm gonna hit him in the bar." You know what I'm saying? He always has yeah. a plan. Gotta and get it your was Matt worth. Riddle. Hi, dear. What? Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! We got it figured out. We have a female on the show. This is awesome. Well, I just Hello. tore half the house apart looking what? for headphones. You found them, yes. Oh, she can't hear me because it's. I'm it's sorry about ears. the mess. I'll clean it up. Okay. You need Don't to tell her. You, her paintings are beautiful. Please tell her. We have never seen Mrs. Butt before. No. Well, so yeah, I just tore the house apart looking for headphones. So there's a pretty big mess in one of the other rooms. Oh, hey, hey, but all you got to do is be like. Hun, I, I'll help clean it up. And you're like, ooh, ooh, the finger hurts. Ooh, um. That ship is long sailed. Uh, I got uh, about two days out of that. And when I was told not to do any, like, well, anything in my wood shop. Yeah, two days later, I was down there. So that was the end of any sympathy. Wow. She was mad and, and scared. Legit. I, I was no, going to say she that was she... bad. She was like two hours cleaning blood. Yeah. Can you show? Are you, are, is it you bandaged or can can we know, see? Cut. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I I nicked the top. Oh, hold on. Oh, he, top he, of that finger. Top of that tip. finger. And up right through. Well, this way. Dug out. It was, yeah. Good grief. If you didn't know better, you would have said to cut my hand off the amount of blood. It was terrible. Jeez, old Pete's. I, uh, I remember it was at my last job I was at. And the guy used to cut vinyl in the back for the window frames. Mm-hmm. And all I seen was him run by us. Where's Tony? He was the team lead. He running by all the way to the bathroom. He was flaring it up. Next thing you know, oh my God, like like three, three minutes later, there was there was like a SWAT team. There was like four or five team leads, supervisor, all all coming back through. Looking, going back to the saw, look, looking for his fingers. Mm-hmm. Then someone comes by and yells, "Never mind, <laughs> never mind. They're they're in his glove." Great. <laughs> and he, and he, wow. he, he got him stitched back up, like on and everything, like. Woo. But I, I didn't want to be a dick to, that guy to laugh. But when you had someone yelling halfway across your line. Never mind, they're in the gloves. Oh god. Pretty good. Yeah, no, it's like my wood shop is in the basement in the back. So when I did it, apparently Linda heard me swearing. I just took off, table saw still going, ran through the laundry room. So blood all over the laundry room, up the stairs, into the kitchen to run it underwater. Ran past a perfectly good sink in, in the laundry room. I guess I was just kind of panicked. And I apparently started turning white. And Linda said, well, why don't you sit down? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. I think I'll sit down. And I turned around and I walked into the dining room, blood pouring out of my hand, and just sat there, dazed, all messed up. And I got the bleeding to stop and jumped aboard my truck and drove myself to the hospital. Wow. Yep. You're tough. You're a tough Canadian, my friend. No, I'm an idiot. <laughs> Forget that, because if you were that white... You could have passed out on the way there. That's it true. Wasn't good. I got a little lightheaded at the hospital too. Did she, did she go with you? No. I just got up, grabbed my car, truck keys, and walked out of the house. I don't wow. remember. Wow, it does sound like a murder yeah. scene. I, no, I don't. It was not. It was dumb. Hundred percent, it was dumb. Just half shock, I guess. I don't know. Well, I, you never know how you're going to react in a weird situation. Well, Think about John Bobbitt. Okay. Oh my, why you got to go that far? Think about John Bobbitt. I mean, he got his Peter torn off, you know, and then she drove so far and chucked it in the woods and they still were able to find it. Can you, can you imagine you have to, you're part of like what, a search use party. A Spaniel to find it? <laughs> well, you're in a search party for a man's, for a man's cock. Like seriously, you are going all through the weeds in the middle of the night with a flashlight. Uh, oh, honey, I'm getting overtime. Nope. Wow. Uh-uh. But we're glad you're okay. We're glad oh, you're yeah. okay. Things are good. I have no complaints, buddy. Life is good. Right? Um, yeah. Order a new pickup truck. So that's nice. You got, you're getting a new truck? Yeah. What was your What was the, the most recent one? What year? 2021. It's time to upgrade, right? The, Freeland, his truck came as your rent. It's It's not good. Oh my God, yeah. that's insane! What kind of truck it, it, is this going to be now? A GMC Sierra, twenty twenty three. Wow, 
Unbelievable. Yep, just got to wait for it to come in. Should be here in about four months. I have an O3 Pontiac. I have a 99 uh, Honda Civic. <laughs> oh, my God. Butt's car is worth more than my where I'm living right now. This is incredible. It's worth more than your pension. Yeah, this is true. Um, hey, But we were talking about uh, Drew McIntyre and and uh, Roman Reigns, but okay. so so do you think uh, it's okay to give Drew the, the nod? Uh, they're talking about they're not sure if it's what uh, he's going to be defended one or both titles. So what are your thoughts on that? Oh, you put Drew over. I think you'd be a fool not to put him over there. It's a big event over in Scotland or England or whatever. It, you'd be a fool not to. To be pure bedlam. With him winning, right, gives you a break from Roman Reigns. No, I know everybody's hot on Roman Reigns, or I guess not everybody's hot. Some people don't like him, but give you a break. Some somebody new, even though Drew's been around quite a while. It's his second run; he's been champion. But just give the belt some new life. You can get a, you know, a couple new rivalries or whatever. I think it's brilliant. No, I agree one hundred percent with you on that one. I think. It's always good to have um, uh, fresh, a fresh perspective. You know what I mean? After you've had a storyline for two years, granted it has garnered some tremendous ratings, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's been very successful. Maybe it's time to switch it up. Switch it up before it runs dry and before the fans sour on it. Well, for sure. A lot of people are already lukewarm to Roman as it is. So if if you continue to shove him down everybody's throat, you know, people will completely turn on him. Uh, I haven't been falling a lot lately. First one to admit it. But the little bit that I see, he seems to be better received now than what he used to be. Right? But you don't want to run it to where everybody's just sick of him and nobody wants to deal with it anymore. That would be no good for nobody. Would you agree there's a fine line between riding something high for a long time, but then riding it to the point where the horse is about to drop dead and riding off in the sunset why things are still good? Uh, d- depending. Like, if you look at the 80s, Vince was riding Hogan hard. It, 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 he was riding him so much where, you know, Hogan decided to take the leave you know thunder in paradise it's a lot of innuendos on this episode right now Mm -hmm. he's riding him hard no you're right though but i mean think about it from this perspective who else would he have had the title run with i mean at that time macho was not somebody you were going to put the belt on just quite yet that was going to be happening what in 89 Yeah, because well, 90 uh, Hogan won it back in, at WrestleMania six. So you, you but, gotta figure someone's gonna have to be the, the 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 workhorse for this. Someone's gonna be the workhorse, but but think about how, what other you know wrestlers he could have gave an opportunity to. Like you're, you're telling me now, do I think he ever needed a title? No, Piper. You're telling me Piper could, couldn't have uh, been a dominant heel champion for for a couple of years back then. You know, they they could have reversed the entire role of instead of having Hogan be the baby face, 
they could have had Piper been the heel and threw baby faces at him for a, a year or two. You know what I mean? But uh, it's just, it, it all depends who, you know, th- th- there's a fine line of, do, do they love you? Like Austin, Austin could have, Vince could have used Austin three, four years, un, you know, undefeated. There, there ain't no one going to get tired of him because of what he, he didn't come out every week to fight. Sometimes he came out, you know, you never knew what he was going to do. Zamboni, you know, beer truck, beer truck. Yep. you know, you, you never knew what he was going to do. So the fans never were tired of him, but back at, back in the late nineties, you didn't have just Austin. You had the rock taker, triple H, Kurt angle. You know, you had all these other stars where any where where he could have plug and played anybody so at who, any point in time. Who would you say is number two? So if you were to say top five right now, uh, for for the championship, whatever one you may want to call. So obviously Roman, Drew's in the conversation. Who else is in that conversation? Roman's number one, but he's the champion. Right. So top top five in my opinion. Yeah. You got to put Drew. You got to put Seth Rollins. Okay. Cody's hurt, or he would be in the in the talks. You got to put Bobby Lashley, and you got to put Gunther or my man Walter. I'm I'm going to agree with you. Let me let me ask you this, but uh, Rit and I have talked about this for a while. Uh, Walter or Gunther, uh, hopefully it goes back to Walter, has been somebody who has been, in my opinion, a consistent presence, a great technician a great heel but he's never really gotten that big push now he's intercontinental champion which is great but do you think that he will be factored into the world title conversation and what's your take on him uh he won't be i don't think he will be he doesn't have any appeal i don't think there's a lot of appeal to him i don't i haven't watched a hell of a lot of them yeah some of his matches i've seen are pretty vicious Definitely a, a European strong style, whatever you want to call it, that he lays him in. I just don't see him ever getting over. Not what getting would... over enough to be a legitimate champion. Intercontinental, sure. European, something along those lines, but not a, a unified champion or, or anything like that. What do you think about him, in your opinion, lacks? that ability to to be that next level guy that fans would attract be attracted to is it the fact that just there's that lack of charisma there's just not that connection with the audience is it just the menacing presence like what would you say if you were to point at it and go that's one there's one reason right there big glaring hole in why he's probably not going to be the guy well he doesn't have the the charisma and he's not that imposing looking since he lost a weight. This is no, true. When he was heavier, he looked like a guy that would smash you. He looked like a big, strong, tough, firm boy. Or firm man, I guess. Firm boy? No, firm. Oh, okay. Sorry. What, what's wrong with you? I don't know. Good to see you haven't grown up since the last time I was on. <laughs> but he just then he just looked like a big, strong, thick dude. Not in great shape, but he looked like you know he could bench press a house. He was just a 
big in Timdale. He's not now. Since he's lost weight, good for him. He's in, great, he's in good shape, but he doesn't have the same... Oh my God, he would smash somebody. Look, I don't think. No, I, I think, I mean, you, you've made a lot of valid points. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and I, I don't want to use the word gaunt in the face because I don't think that would be fair. Um, but when you look at a before picture and then an after picture, there's definitely a big change in in the way he looks. And, and maybe those right now just don't feel like maybe he has the abilities to to be that guy. I mean, once again, what Ritz said earlier, if you're going to be the guy in WWE, you got to be the guy who's going to be able to sell tickets. You're going to be on billboards. You're going to be doing interviews. There has to be some appeal to you. And if the audience doesn't resonate with you and, and doesn't feel like there's a connection and they feel like they're they're a part of this journey with you, then I feel like it's it's very, very difficult road to hoe as far as trying to lay claim that this guy could be a, a contender. Um, what do you guys feel about Bobby Lashley as far as him just feeling like it got taken away from him? Would you would you both agree that his last title run was just like, what just happened here? It's all he's ever going to be. He's always going to be a an interim short-term answer, I think. But, I don't but, know if that's necessarily fair. So he, he's pretty solid. The guy looks like a million bucks. He can wrestle. No, he's not a terrible talker. But I, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like they're all in on him. I don't know. Ritster, when it comes to Bobby Lashley, I mean, a lot of, I mean, he was the number two baby face in WWE at one point in time. He definitely has a lot of support within the, the WWE universe. What's your opinions on why his second title reign really just didn't live up to what we thought it was? Uh, partially because they wanted the title on Lesnar for the WrestleMania because they needed something extra, they thought, for the for the main event. Uh, I don't know. It it seems to me that anytime that somebody has a push when it was with Vince, it's just something stopped. Like he would pull the plug too, too soon. Sometimes it takes people a little bit longer to get going. And you, he just wanted to keep a short leash. Oh, it's it's not going the way I wanted it to as quick as it as, as I wanted it to. Um, let's give it to Lesnar. Like, well, well you sometimes you got to let the guy go out there and work. You know, it, as long as they're given a reaction, he's doing his job. If they're going out there and sitting on their hands, that's when you got to worry. Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean it. It makes a lot of sense. I feel. If you guys remember this, I want to say this was, gosh, now Vince retired in July, so this was probably late spring, I want to say, that an edict was made in WWE that people who were coming in the company had something like a 60-day trial period, in essence, to either get over their character and show that they have some growth, or they were going to be let go. Now, but let me throw this question at you. In this world of what have you done for me lately in wrestling, which not every fan is that way. Some fans are a lot more 
dedicated, right? And they're more on board with giving people a chance. Do you feel like that's an unfair edict to do to somebody to say, hey, you know what? 60 days, if you get over, great. If you don't, then there's the door. Both. Uh, it is unfair, but unfortunately, that's the world we live in. Now everybody wants instant. Nobody's got the attention span worth a damn anymore. If I'm not instantly drawn into a character, meh, I've moved on. And that's the way it is now. And Vince, good, bad, or indifferent, he is on to something there because if guys or girls are not over in the first 60 days, the way things are now, they're never going to get over at that gimmick. So you're going to change up a gimmick, reintroduce them as somebody else completely different, or NXT or send them kicking down the road. Nobody's got the attention span. Everybody wants instant. No, there's no room for the slow progress, unfortunately. And he's hitting a lot of storytelling too. Everybody wants to instant start the story, middle of the story. It's over four months, five months, six months later at the most. Let's move on. TV's like that. Wrestling's like that. Everything's like that now. There's just the attention span is gone. It's got to be quick. Either one of you guys ever think about this, especially when, you know, Vince was still on TV, that Austin Theory was his guy, right? So Austin Theory was his guy, and you got this big feeling that he was going to be Vince's next top guy, that he was going to be building him up. And then I felt like towards the latter half before Vince left, things definitely stalled, in my opinion. It felt like it stalled. And then, obviously, SummerSlam, that didn't go the way he had wanted it to go. Do both of you guys still see Theory, Austin Theory, whatever you want to refer to him as, still at some point being somebody in the Triple H regime that has that ability to be that next guy or be a guy or you know one of the top five contenders for a championship? Or do you think he would be more of a upper uh, mid-card guy? No, he's better than that. I mean, that kid could be special. And he's young. Is he not in his early 20s still? Yeah, he's he got lots of room to grow. He's good in the ring. He's definitely going to be something special. He, he's he got a little ways to go. No disrespect to him. I'm not saying he's a slouch. He's, he's excellent. But he's got a little bit more to go. He'll definitely get the rub. Triple H look after him. For sure. He'd be a fool not to. But, or, uh, Rit, what's your take on, on Austin Theory? Well, I, I've got to go back to a promo the night after Shawn Michaels lost to Stone Cold where Triple H was in the ring and he cut that promo of, you know, you, you, you go to your friends, you go to the click. Triple H knows he's never going to succeed unless he gets his guys in the right positions. Mm-hmm. I don't think... Austin Theory is going to be one of Triple H's guys. Ooh, interesting. I I think Triple H has people on his radar from NXT when he was in NXT to to be on that main roster. You've seen Karrion Cross come back. He's he's seen something with him. You know, he brought uh, Dexter Loomis back. Dexter Loomis. Um, Bailey has two former released people. 
Triple, these are people Triple H seen something with in NXT, his NXT. All right, but in that, but in that same breath, though, even though it might not be quote unquote one of his guys, what Butt made, he made a very compelling argument. I mean, about his in ring ability and and the fact that he is, he has that unique and tangible gifts right now Mm -hmm. that you look for in somebody you can build a future to, and he's super young and he's really good at this age as well. I still feel like I'm I'm in camp uh, with 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 but with the fact that given an opportunity, I think this guy is going to shine. And, and might it take a while? Sure, absolutely. But I think he's definitely going to be a guy. And I guess we're just going to have to wait and see if Triple H warms up to him. I I just think that that he's going to have to prove himself to Triple H. You know, because because apparently Triple H sees you know, a wrestler to be this way where Vince seen him a complete, you know, opposite. The only thing that, that baffled me about him being Vince's guy was his size. Like Vince usually likes, likes the, likes the big guys. And, and for some reason he, he was high on him. So. Well, we will, uh, we will leave this one at that. Um, let me ask you guys this question about NXT. Cause I think all three of us were big NXT fans during the black and gold era. I, I think, that was an era of wrestling that I don't care who you were, whether you're a WWE guy or an AEW guy or whoever, you still loved the black and gold of NXT. And when they hit the reset button to Triple H is out, he's got his heart condition, right? And then all of a sudden you see Bruce Pritchard denies that he and Vince McMahon took control over NXT and and decided to make it NXT 2.0. But now that Triple H is control, this question goes to both of you. Do you think that at some point we'll see Triple H maybe take a sledgehammer to the 2.0 Nickelodeon colors and bring it back to the black and gold? So that's a big question. Or will he stay the course with 2.0 and just take it from that point and mold it into the way he wants? But I want to start with you. What's your thoughts on that? He'll leave it 2.0, but twist it around to where it's 2.0 black and gold. I don't know if that makes sense. I don't think he'll totally tear apart the brand. No, it is something that's got a little bit of traction or whatever, but I can see him putting his own twist on it. I hope he does anyhow. And turn it black in, back into the windows to black and gold. It was a much better product. I mean, I think everybody can agree on that, no? That it was better then than, than what it is now. Amen. Right, so I think that's what he'll do. And it'll benefit everybody. It'll benefit the NXT brand. It'll benefit WWE. It'll benefit AEW. It'll benefit everybody because if they're cranking up better talent, even if they don't get to the main roster, you know, they don't resign and they go somewhere else. You got a better wrestler coming to whatever federation. Everybody wins in that. If you got a good feeder system, right, even if it's not your firm, you still end up with somebody better and everybody wins. Well, talking about a feeder system and, and, and a great transition there. So we're talking about people who could be up and comers, right? So we've heard for a while and I've actually seen this guy work and I've seen him talk and it is a little eerie to see how similar he is to his uncle. Let's talk about Braun Breaker for a second. Braun Breaker, do we feel like I personally have always been intrigued by Braun Breaker just because of his look? his ability, the whole nine yards. 
I'm going to start off with Rit here. Rit, do you feel like Braun Breaker, in your opinion now, you've seen where th- there was this huge hype train, right? It was Braun Breaker. Braun. Now, do we feel like the Braun trend is still big right now? Do we still feel like he's going to be a big game player in Triple H's new WWE? Uh, well, first, Bra- Braun has the it factor. He he had he has the look. He's better on the mic than his dad or his uncle. Uh, his athleticism. It, it reminds me of a a younger Scott Steiner. You know he he can move. He's agile. Uh, I I think he proved that he can be the main event guy in NXT. And uh, you. You keep saying about Triple H's NXT. I personally think that Triple H is giving Sean the reins. That's going to be Sean's NXT. So it, it might not never go back to black and gold. It might not be Vince's 2.0 version. Sean might have a different vision, a different eye for talent down there in NXT. And he might run, run things completely different. Hmm. You know? But... Does, can Braun be called to the main roster? Yeah. I don't see him being called up right away because Sean's Triple H is going to let Sean, unlike when Vince wanted, hey, I, I'm bringing this guy up. You have no say. Sean needs some established stars down there that can go and have name down there to build up other talent. You can't just keep sucking the farm system dry. You got to let some people down there to produce and to develop other talent, then you can bring them up because they've already made new stars down there and help them along the way. Also. I think it's going to be interesting. I think obviously with the talent that they have, and they have a lot of talent. I think once again, with, with Braun breaker being somebody who eventually will be called up, but you know what? Rit makes a really good point. Maybe they want to rebuild that NXT brand where it's, it's big again, where the takeovers are a big deal again. And you have to have somebody who's going to be driving all of that. And if you have somebody like Braun Breaker, because especially he's so young still, um, you know, much like Austin Theory is still really young, you would have somebody who could build up a really good third brand. And when the timing is right, then you could go ahead and bring him up. But once again, why do it when it's not necessarily something that you need to do right now? But um I think we all agree that, that that Braun Breaker is definitely somebody who's going to be a big integral part uh, of WWE for, for years to come. Would you guys all agree? Oh, for sure. No, definitely. Let's, let's talk a little bit about uh, NXT again here because I found this news to be interesting. So Jeff Jarrett comes back to WWE and he ends up being the – he is head of live events. I don't know exact title, but it's it's head of live events, right? And that's actually, interestingly enough, the very first title that Triple H held in WWE was in charge of live events. Well, he's gone, and they're not really talking about why he's gone from the company, but they said that they parted ways. And now um, Road Dog Road, is now Dogg. back in WWE. Now, let me ask you guys a question. I'm not trying to be a, a, you know, a conspiracy theorist here, but do you think there's any coincidence there with bringing Road Dog back after he was let go? Triple H is now in control. Jeff Jarrett's in place. 
Do we think that he got fired? What's your thoughts on this? We'll start with Butt. Do you think that the old Double J was fired, or do you think he just agreed to step away? From what I read, it was a mutual thing. Now, we all know there's stuff goes on backstage that we never get the truth of. I would like to think they didn't just let him go to bring in Road Dog. And I love Road Dog, don't get me wrong. But they just let him go not long ago. It can't be six months he was gone. So I would like to think they wouldn't just fire Double J and bring in Road Dog just because. That'd be pretty cold-hearted. Even by wrestling standards, that that just wouldn't be good. I mean, Double J's got a lot to bring. Don't forget, he's been around a long time. He's ran his own federations. He might not have ran them well, but he ran them nonetheless. He's been there. He's done that. He comes from a wrestling family. He's got a lot to bring. I agree with that. Maybe it was just it wasn't working for him. You know, it's it's not always a bad. Just because things go, it's not always a, a conspiracy. Sometimes shit just happens. Things don't shake out the way both sides thought it would. Maybe he didn't want to be running the roads like anymore. You know, who knows? I like to think it was just a mutual thing. That's my take on that. Well, I don't know if you guys had heard the news as well that Double J and Conrad Thompson have been doing a lot of business together, and they've been hinting and dropping small little Easter eggs that some things may be happening between the two of them. Obviously, the Ric Flair's last match was wildly successful from a financial perspective. I have my own feelings on that um, as far as the, the main event match itself. I thought the rest of the card was really good. Maybe we're going to see the two of them start to work together to promote other indie events. Now, with that being said, you know, did either one of you guys get to see the the, the event, Ric Flair's last match? No. Uh, I seen not. I seen bits and pieces. The main event was shambles. Apparently, he doesn't uh, remember it. Well, yeah. Um, if you guys haven't had a chance to see it yet, it, it's online. You can you can watch it in its entirety. Um, it was interesting to see what some of the people said because they said the people who were there live in the arena said that it looked like a great match. However, people at home where you have a front row seat in your living room and you get pans and tilts and zooms and you get to really see what's going on said it was sad. And from my perspective, seeing that match, I think Double J can still go in the ring. Clearly, he can go. Andrade, amazing. Jay Lethal, amazing. I mean, you, you're in the ring with three other guys who clearly are going to be carrying this match. But Rick himself, that was, in my opinion, sad. Now, from what I understand, Bret Hart has patched things up with Ric Flair. I saw that in a, in a recent interview Bret gave. Uh, he said that we had we're at odds with one another for decades, and and now I obviously have a fond relationship with him. I look up to him. Um, I don't know what to say is going to be next with, with Double J. Maybe this whole thing with Conrad is going to become something, and that's why he you know, wasn't a, upset to step away from WWE, but think about it now, guys. DX is running WWE. I mean, think about it. Is that a bad thing? I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I just find it to be very interesting that Triple H, Shawn Michaels, Road Dog, Stephanie, they're running the show now, and ratings are as high as they've ever been. 
They went over yeah. 2 million with a 0. 0.60 in the 18 to 49 demo for Monday Night Raw, which was insane number for wrestling in the modern era. Uh, I, I just think WWE is going to have a big boom. I still believe it. It's going to boom again because it goes in those flows, right? Where you're like, eh, I don't know. I think we're on the up trajectory to something big happening. I hope so. I think it's going to be, be honest, cool. if we can get WWE's putting out great events, AEW sorts out some stuff that they got going on, start putting out great events like they were before. Everybody wins. Yeah. This if is true. we can watch Monday night, and Wednesday night, and Thursday night, and, and Friday night. So we got something to watch every night. No, not everybody can do that. I can't. But some people are going to be right in their glee. Hey, I can watch wrestling four nights a week. It's all going to be fantastic. Everybody wins. Because what people don't realize, you don't need to be a WWE guy. And you don't need to be an AEW guy. Or MLW, New Japan, blah, blah, blah. You can just be a wrestling guy. Hey, I just like wrestling. Mm-hmm. You can like one. That doesn't mean you got to hate the other one. That's just not how it works. Just watch it. Enjoy it. Don't get your panties all in a bunch because one outfit's doing something else. Just enjoy it. Well, let's talk about this right now. We, we kind of teased earlier at the top of the show that Clash of the Castle from Cardiff, Wales is going to be happening this coming weekend on Saturday. It is going to be on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, you definitely can go ahead and still get Peacock, or you can still buy it through your traditional pay-per-view provider. Or if you are in another country, uh, such as Butt, they still have the WWE Network. Is that correct, Butt? Correct. So you can get it on the WWE Network. Let's go ahead and let's do a pick them right now. I think this would be fun. Uh, let's start off with Edge and Rey Mysterio taking on the Judgment Day. Uh, I'm going to go to Butt first. Butt, what's your pick on this one? Judgment Day. Ritster, what's your thoughts? Judgment Day. Uh, Dominic's turning on Rey. I have to agree with you. I think it's Judgment Day all the way. You have to continue to push this new faction. You have to give them a chance. Uh, Rey and Edge have been great. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Edge obviously making the big announcement that he sees himself retiring one year from now. I think he's still going to have some great moments, but I think right now the momentum is with Judgment Day, and I'm going to have to go with them. Uh, let's talk about the Intercontinental Champion. We we just talked about Gunther. Um, he's going to be taking on Sheamus. Now, this is an international flavor match. I think this one could actually steal the show and could be really good. Let's start with Butt. Who you take in? Gunther versus Sheamus. Gunther, they're trying to get him over. I agree. No contest. Oh, so it could just be so vicious and brutal, it just ends in a no contest. If this is anything like, and and Butt's going to love this, the uh, Cesaro-Claudio Sheamus matches, they used to have brawling everywhere. Man, no contest. Someone might not be able to walk out. I like it. Uh, Matt Riddle versus Seth freaking Rollins. Uh, they've had a continuous feud going on right now. We'll start off with the Ritster on this one. You take in Seth or are you going with Matt Riddle? Uh, I, I'm going to take Matt Riddle just because of the promo he cut on Seth Rollins. Yeah, if you didn't get a chance to, to catch that promo, that one was insane. Um, and it has to do with, I believe... Riddle's wife and kids. 
Yeah. Butster, who are you taking in this one? You know who wins in this match? The fans. Yes, they do. That thing is going to be amazing. Uh, I'll go Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins. Oh, I like that. Next, we have Bianca Belair and Alexa Bliss and Asuka taking on the trios of Bailey, Dakota Kai. And I'm sorry, I'm going to continue to call her Iro Shirai instead of Io Shirai. But we're going to start off with the Ritster. Six man, who you taking? Well, it's a six lady match, yeah. and it's and it's Bailey, Bailey's group. Yep. Uh, what what control? You're going with Bailey's group. You're going with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Iro Shirai. Yeah, it, their name's the control, right? The group name. It may be. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'll be honest. Yeah, but that's what I'm going with. They're not going to put those three together to lose already. No, I agree with you. What do you, Butster? What are you thinking? Uh, you got it. Yeah, it's I, and I feel bad for Bianca Belair. I really do because I know Alexa Bliss is is kind of a role player. She's a utility player, and I feel like Oscar has been kind of regulated to that as well. But yeah, you're going to have to go with the hot group right now. They came in in SummerSlam. They made that big appearance. You're not just going to stop that momentum right now. We're going with Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Iro Shirai. This. Is the uh, is the big one for me? Women's Championship of SmackDown. Liv Morgan takes on Shayna Baszler. Who you taking? We'll start with the butt on this one. Shayna Baszler, Liv Morgan. I'll go Baszler because I want to see it more than anything. Nothing to do with the storyline. She's fantastic. She is fantastic. Give her a chance. I agree. She's been she's been strapped with so many different weird storylines and tag teams and it's time for her to have a breakout. It's time for her to be the, the, the women's SmackDown champion. Ritster, who you taking? You taking the MMA star or are you taking the pretty girl Liv Morgan? Well, not only is she going to walk away with the women's title, but she's also going to walk away with Liv Morgan's arm. Shayna Whoa. Shayna Baszler is your pick. We have, uh, we've been pretty much unanimous on all these picks except for maybe one. But now here it is. Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, which sounds like it's everything, at Clash at the Castle main event. Is it time now to turn the page or is it time to just hit the repeat button? We'll start off with the butt. Who do you think, what does your gut tell you that they're going to give the championship to? Drew has to be Claymore kick right to the brain bucket, game over. The place erupts, absolute chaos. The hoodlums come out. The beer gets flying. It's a win. I, I, I just think it's going to be a moment. I think it's going to be a moment in yes. wrestling. If they don't, they're dropping the ball on it. 100% there. You can give the title back to Roman in six months' time somewhere. But for you to do that with Drew over there, it's huge. Would it, you can't not. Would you guys also agree that, I don't want to say it's an unwritten rule in wrestling, but when somebody's going to be in their home country or or whatever it may be, like you're not going to have Edge lose in Canada, right? Um, you, you want to give people that good feel moment. And, and not to say it's a gimme, you know, oh, we'll just give it to him. He's amazing. But I think if they're wanting to relive the Davey Boy moment where, 
it was such an international moment for WWE. And they are trying to become even larger of an international prominence, especially with trying to rebuild, which will be NXT Europe sometime in 2023. I think this would be a great first step to show that an international star from across the pond is carrying the banner in a 50, 60,000 person stadium. I think it's going to be huge. Rit, what's your take? Well, you know me, I'm a man of chance. I've got to think of all aspects. And if it's one title on the line, Drew's winning. If it's both, Roman wins. Fair enough. Hmm. Fair enough. Those are our... And the only reason I'm sitting there saying that is because there's one person that's in the equation, but not in the match. Carrying cross. So you think there might be something extracurricular happening during that match? No, there, there's no point of bringing back Carrion where he flips over the hourglass, tells Roman pretty much his time is about up, but not have him involved in anything. So it, it's either one title, then it goes to uh, to Drew. If it's both, it's staying on Roman. Interesting. So what about, so you have Karrion interfere, Drew goes over, then you can start a program with Roman or Karrion, or you can go with the route of Drew and Karrion. Karrion just got Roman either running, I'm taking over now, it's the number two. No, I'll be the guy challenging. Does it need to stay on Drew, on uh, Roman? I think we're going to be finding out live on Peacock, the WWE Network, and on pay-per-view. That is going to be coming up this Saturday from Cardiff, Wales. That'll be interesting. You're also going to have uh, When Worlds Collide. I think that's going to be a really interesting event that they're going to be happening as well. That's going to be the final send-off of NXT UK. And when that officially ends, NXT Europe will be coming. We've been told sometime in 2023. Exact date, time frame, all of that stuff we're still not 100% sure, but I think it's going to be a great weekend for WWE regardless because they got two stellar shows that are going to be uh, for such a huge audience. So we're excited about that. This is crazy, Freeland. We spent the whole first hour talking about WWE with with barely, barely any, any hint of AEW. No, there hasn't been any. Any hint of AEW whatsoever. It doesn't mean we're not going to get there, but I'm just really excited about what the future is for WWE. I think they're they're at a point right now where it was time for new, fresh perspective. And if you look at what Triple H did in NXT and you thought, well, he's proven himself on this stage. I definitely think he could prove himself on the next stage, and I think he's definitely going to do it. I can't wait to find out what this new era is going to be named. Can't wait. That's that's the big thing I want to know. What is it going to be called? Did, so, did you guys think that the black and gold kind of remind you of like an ECW, where Vince pillaged NXT, and Triple H is like, "Oh, you taking my talent? Time to make new stars." Like, like it was a cycle, just like an ECW, when WCW took these guys, and you know, oh, we're gonna bring in the bring in the 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 luchadors. You know, we're going to we're going to bring in these guys like it, it seemed like Triple H had that 
oh, next man up, you know, mentality. I'm going to make stars when you take my my top guys all the time. Not a bad point. I mean, I can see that. I can definitely see that. I'm with you. Let's go ahead and let's switch gears here for a second because, you know, it's not just WWE. Obviously, uh, on Sunday is going to be a big pay-per-view as well for AEW. Uh, let me first throw it to the butt. Let me ask you this, but have you been keeping up with AEW? A little bit. I haven't watched much, just reading on the Bleacher Report and the different dirt sheets and stuff like that. When we talk about AEW, I think the number one thing that seems to be coming out of AEW is turmoil, right? There appears to be a lot of turmoil within the company. There seems to be a lot of... Um, issues backstage with lack of communication, uh, people not being able to get along with each other. I don't know if you guys had heard that Tony Schiavone has now been uh, put in place as a new position. He's going to be a liaison to Tony Khan. Obviously, he's going to be kind of a conduit, meaning he's going to be able to talk to people, handle situations. Ones that need to be escalated will then be taken to the next step. What's your thoughts about handling the, the chain of communication? Because we've seen kind of a breakdown you know, we, we saw what was happening with Cody, and Cody obviously didn't see eye to eye with Tony. Now we see a situation here w- with MJF, whether that is once again a storyline or maybe there it's a mixture. Who knows? But then there's all these other things that are kind of coming out as well, such as Sammy Guevara, um, in the situation with Eddie Kingston. We've heard situations with Thunder Rosa as well, um, and Britt Baker, and all of these other stars who have been heard. And other people have come out and spoke and said that some of these people are kind of difficult to work with. I'm going to start off with the but. Do you buy into all of this, the world is falling type of deal? Or do you think, you know what, I think some of this stuff is just getting way too blown out of proportion? I'm sure it's getting blown out of proportion. I can see him not being easy to get along with. You guys think you got a lot of a lot of egos, a lot of alpha male, alpha female personalities here. And you throw them all in the middle, and at the risk of getting kicked off and, and never allowed anywhere around this podcast again, Tony Khan's probably half the problem. He he's a fan, and I appreciate that. I don't think he's the right guy to have in place for the books. I think you're better off with somebody else. It's not good in AEW now from everything I'm reading it. It's kind of getting shitty. They're turned into WCW. And we all know how well that shook out. Well, let- And he's if he does that, he screwed himself because he has the opportunity to make something special here. And in, what, three, four years, three years, they've been around now. They went from a hot commodity to not so much. A bit of a, a shit show right now. Um, what's your take on all this? Do you think that it's a a bunch of nothing or do you think it's not as bad, but yet there are still some issues? He's not here. Oh my gosh. My screen went froze. Two of us. My screen froze. My goodness. Um, well, let me ask you this. My internet. Oh gosh. Here we go again. Here we go again. Is he back? Oh, he's having an internet issue. So. Let me let me ask you this. I don't personally think it's as bad as people are making it out to be, and here's why. I think there's a lot of people who want to make things seem more 
black and, and you know, drab and negative. Now, yes, I agree with you 100%, but there are definitely people in, in the back. You're right. They have egos. Some of them can maybe be troublesome at times to work with, but at the end of the day, they get the job done. They go out there and, and they're professionals. But I think there's always these moments that we continue to have where something just doesn't seem to be quite right. Now, whether or not the MJF thing is a complete work or it's a shoot or it's a combination, the one thing I will continue to say is Eric Bischoff made a comment earlier on and he said, you know, I'm starting to realize that if this is a work, this is taking way too long for this thing to truly play out. Meaning it's was what June the first. And and I get it, they they've done something with Kip Sabian that was similar to that. They put the box on his head. He sat out in the audience, didn't say anything for a long time. But I almost feel like this is one of the biggest shows of the year. And I feel like at some point in time, something needs to happen with this whole thing. What do you think is going to be happening with MJF, in your opinion? But do you think this is a real a, a beef that he has? Or do you think that this is just big, elaborate work? Somewhere in the middle. I, I think he's probably got a bit of an issue and he's just playing it up and, and blowing it right out of proportion. Uh, not in a malicious way, just part of his gimmick. That's his gimmick is to be a baby back bitch. And it's just kind of the way it is. Piss, moan, a spoiled rich kid, which is a fantastic gimmick. Sure. I think he's got a great, but he's just playing it up and up and up kind of a, you know, a bit of a slap in the face type of thing to, to Tony Khan. That's what I think is happening. Well, they're going to have a big deal coming up with their TV deal coming up in 2020, late 2023, early 2024. And right now they're saying that they're happy with AEW. And then there was rumors that came out and said that they wanted to cut Dynamite down to just one hour a week. Mm-hmm. These are things that, that, that keep coming out and we keep hearing these things. <clears throat> Do you feel like Tony has to have a few aces in the hole or he has to have a few cards up his sleeve to start playing these things? And, and we played we played poker last week, didn't we, Rit? We said mm-hmm. that Tony's going to have to do some things a little bit different. Before you answer this question, do you feel like Tony Khan has grown at all since the first event that he was in charge of to where we are now? Are we seeing any growth, any, any I don't want to say maturity, but you know, are we seeing that he's, made mistakes and then has rectified some of them. Yeah. No, oh, this is the writ. Oh, sorry. Uh, I believe he has. Uh, it's taken him a while. You can't, you can't play general manager with all these egos and think that you're the only one that can be in charge. By giving Tony Schiavone, essentially, is he the same, you would say, as talent relations as Jim Ross was? No, because talent relations is still being head up by Christopher Daniels. It's a piss poor job, I think, on Daniels' part. Because if you're talent relations, you're supposed to be the first, first line the, the stu- st- shut everything down before it even gets to the next level. Right. 
So, so what exactly role is Shivani's then? He's going to be kind of a liaison, somebody who reports things back to Tony. He tries to handle certain things, right? Because he's, he's Tony says he's been in the business for a long time, but now he's he's wanting to have somebody in addition that somebody can talk to upper management if Khan is not necessarily available at the present moment. So you're going to have like a principal and an assistant principal essence if you were running a school. Shouldn't he have had that? A year ago, this should have been in place a long time ago. I agree, mm-hmm. and and I think it possibly could be trying to get Tony out of the announce booth, the commentators booth, you know, to more of a backstage role, because they have people in place easy that could take Ooh. over for him. Jr. No, I'm talking about Jr. Too done. Well, here's here's a couple things that I think. Now, this might be once again a pie in the sky thought, but I would love to see Renee in the booth. Mm-hmm. Personally, she, I think she, Ren- Renee would she be did great. Fine, she did fine when she was in WWE. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but they have who who um what's his name? Marvez. They have Marvez. Mm-hmm. Excalibur. Excalibur. They have Tao. He's, he's good. He doesn't get his just desserts. He's really damn good. Referring to Excalibur? Yes. I agree. I agree 100%. You know, and, and you have Taz. So You have Lacey. Uh, What's her name? Is, is is it Lacey Nair? I think is her name. I uh, I don't know. Once again, I feel like there's, there's situations where people get put in spots that I don't necessarily think they're they're best equipped for, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, she is. Uh, she's one of the announcers. So we got, we have Alex Marvez, Dasha Gonzalez, who I like Dasha a lot. I think she's really good. Um, Jim Ross, Taz, Shivani. Um, they don't even have. Yeah, they don't even have her on here, as far as. Uh, but you, I've seen this Lacey girl on here quite a bit. Backstage. Wasn't she, wasn't she just on last week's Rampage? She was when, uh, with, with well, Hook. Oh, I, I, I was going to say when my girl Jade said, I don't need you either. You know what I'm saying? That was her as well. Yeah. But uh, but no, I, I think he's coming. It's, it shouldn't have took him this long. But he's starting to realize you can't have these things in place. You, you can't be the only person. So I'm kind of also hoping that he realizes it and puts someone else underneath him to look over ring of honor. Okay. And, and I hate to seem to be the person who says, I told you so, but, but let me ask you this question. Wasn't that from the speculation we've been hearing that Cody wanted to be more involved. He wanted to, he wanted to be that guy to take on additional responsibilities. It, maybe he wanted a piece of the pie, obviously maybe, you know, co-owner or something in the company. But I feel like, Tony wanting to maybe hold all the power might not be what's best because there's a lot of other people who are more experienced in this industry. And definitely Tony could be the the head person, right? But I still think that he needs a a group of of good people around him that can say, hey, you know what? This might be something you might want to try. We've seen that this works. Would you agree with that? But he needs to be maybe more open and receptive to people who – can can also teach him in some ways. He does for sure. 
Tony reminds me of when you get the new WWE wrestling game and you can create your own uh, matches and create your own events. That's what it reminds me of. He, he's a fan, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but he's a fan. This is what I want to see as a fan. And a lot of times there's maybe not the most thought put into it and just throw stuff together that he will want to watch. And that's the feeling that I get from his booking. Because the rhyme and the reason is not always there. It's just, let's throw these two, four, six, eight, ten people in there together and have them go at it. Because that's what I want to see. So I think that's going to be cool. Yeah, sometimes it works out. But there's got to be more to it than just that. And he needs to be surrounded with people. Uh, two that I think would be perfect for is... Dustin Rhodes? Yeah. Jerry. Why didn't I have Jerry come in and help you with it? Right? Two of those guys been down this road, been there, done that. Great wrestlers. Wrestled all over Hell's Half Acre. Right? Both proven commodities. Would you not want to listen to guys like that that, that have been around? Right? Taz, Jericho, people like that. You're veterans. Established veterans. Not a guy that's been kicked around in the minors for 10 years or 15 years, not that that's a bad thing, but they from guys have been everywhere. They've seen everything. Dean Malenko, he's got him there too. Why are you not feeding off of him? That's the hey, guys that you want to have in doing your booking, not Tony. He he has Jake the Snake there. He has DDP, you know, yeah. access to him. Like, look, he has so much talent that he could sit there and look to. Yep. Which I'm hoping he he you know looks to him more often, because if not, he might be he might be sitting there and looking in the back seat for quite some time. Yeah. And right now with WWE on the rise, this is definitely not a time to take your foot off the accelerator. If you do want to have a piece of the share, you're definitely going to have to step up your game because they're raising their game right now as well. And the last thing that you want to be seen is is a is a B rate program on TV. Now I think that the matches they put on are really great. I I personally feel that when I watch Dynamite, I'm getting great wrestling matches. Great wrestling matches. I don't feel like I'm getting skits. I don't feel like I'm getting too much talking heads. I feel like I'm getting really good stuff. And I think with the promos, let's talk a little bit about their promos right now. One person who I feel like might be on that precipice, such as an Austin Theory, would be a Ricky Starks. Now, I know uh, the Ritzer is very high on Ricky, let me ask you your question. Oh, gosh, you're doing it again. But let me ask you your question. Ricky Starks, of what you have seen from him, what's your take? It could be great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of him personally. I can see the appeal. I mean, he's good in the ring, good-looking kid, good on the mic, you know, he, and he could be one of your homegrown talents in AEW. I think he's excellent. You definitely want to give him a ride. See what you can get out of him. Can't hurt. He's done well so far. You know, I mean, he always puts off solid matches. He's entertaining. Why not give him a crack? And see what see what you can make out of him. Nothing to lose. I mean, I don't think I would have him as my uh, world champion right now or anything like that. No. But I definitely want him being an important part of my of my roster. 
I would agree completely. Well, what do you guys think of, uh, I think it was like a couple weeks ago when Tony had an interview and they, they were asking him about, you know, put all these guys contracts and he's like, oh, I've got Adam Cole locked up to this time. Malachi Black locked up to this time. Seven years or something like yeah, that? Yeah. Do, now, if you were Tony Khan and you know you have those guys locked up, wouldn't you be more worried about your, your guys you don't? Your Ricky Starks, your powerhouse Hobbs, your Sammy Guevara. Those are the ones you got to worry about because those are the ones that Triple H is going to be looking at when their contracts are up. Like, I can make you a bigger star than what you already are. Yep. You know, I, I'll be more worried about those guys' contracts. What do you think about this, Hangman Adam Page? There's one right there. I love Hangman. He's fantastic. Great gimmick. Good in the ring. Excellent. If he comes a free agent and WWE comes calling and they offer him the world, I hope he goes as much as I love to see him in AEW. Go get your cash, man. Head over do, there. Do you guys think that Tony Khan took that uh, and gave Punk that receipt for Adam uh, Hangman Page? You mean losing the title to Moxley, obviously, in three and, minutes and, or whatever it was? Yeah. Do, do you think that was Tony putting Punk in his place of that's the receipt for, for going into business yourself? Somebody's going to have to bring me up to speed on this. I've been reading about it a bit, and I'm so I'm not catching on. So what basically happened was the buildup to Hangman and CM Punk, uh, their big match that they had, which CM Punk won. There was they were throwing some live rounds at each other um, when it came to promos in the buildup to that match, and Hangman Adam Page basically said and I'm paraphrasing, I'm not defending the AEW World Championship against you. I'm defending AEW from you. And if you also know that Eddie Kingston, also when he had a, his program with CM Punk, said that I'm going to say something everybody else won't say because they won't do it. We don't want you here. We don't like you. Now, once again, is that part of the shtick? Maybe, but these are things that... Freddie Prince Jr., who was to be uh, a writer on WWE, had said that, you know what, these are not that far from the truth of what we experienced back in WWE. And Booker T has also made comments about the way uh, CM Punk was when they were both in WWE together. So it's one of these things where it's like, did Eddie Kingston necessarily get suspended or did he get uh, a slap on the wrist when he said that with their program? Do I think Punk going into business for himself. Do I think that's what he did? Absolutely, because it's been verified on many outlets that when he went out there and buried Angman Adam Page, um, that that was not good. So Ritt is basically saying, hey, you know what? You went into business for yourself, so this match with Moxley, you're losing the belt. But here's the point, though. He's such a, a CM Punk fan, I think. All Out's in Chicago. Do you honestly think that he's not going to win the championship back in Chicago? Like, for me, I would love to say that, yes, he knocked him down a peg. But I don't foresee Tony Khan being that put-his-foot-down type of guy. Am, am I off on that? Or, or do you guys also feel like he's not the 
get in my office now type of guy. No, I don't think so. He doesn't doesn't come off like that. Comes off as a pretty passive guy. The inmates are kind of running the asylum there right now. I'm unfortunate to feel and I get. I don't think Tony's gonna be like, this is what it is. No, I'm Tony Khan. I have spoken. I don't think that's the case. But you have to kind of reel the reins in sometime because I agree you should. Because if Punk gets away with it, then then who's next? Knuckleheads in the acclaim. Say something else stupid. Stop it. Daddy. Oh, my God. Every time you do that, bud, from now on, that's what's going to happen. So I'm just letting you know. I'm just giving you a heads up. I have better shit to do. Let's talk about the big upcoming pay-per-view that's all out that's going to be happening at the Now Arena in Chicago, Illinois. It's going to be a big event. First of all, we're going to be starting off with the casino ladder match. A lot of people have won that and have cashed in their championship opportunities. We're not really sure who the competitors are going to be, but I think that'll be an interesting one. Uh, Jungle Boy gets to take out his frustration on Christian Cage. Ricky Starks continues his feud with Powerhouse Hobbs. Who's going to come out on top on that one? Will we see Ricky prevail, or will we see Powerhouse Hobbs drop the hammer on his buddy's neck? Brian Danielson and Chris Jericho, I feel like, could very much steal the show. It's going to be the Lionheart Chris Jericho taking on the American Nightmare in a match that many people say is a dream match. American Nightmare. The, the American Dragon. American Dragon. American Dragon. Sorry, the American Nightmare. Gosh, that's Cody. My bad. I guess I got Cody on the mind now. The Pinnacle, Wardlow, and FTR are going to be taking on not Satnam Singh, not Sanjay Dutt. No. They're going to be taking on the Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to be awesome. Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns, which are Chris Sabin and Alex Shelley. Match of the night, just so you know. Yeah, it's gonna be that's gonna be so crazy. I feel like there's gonna be a chant after chant going on during that match. Jade Cargill versus Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon, for the AEW TBS title. Uh, you're not a Jade person. You're you're still no. not a Jade person. No, but, and I will um, be next time you talk to me. <laughs> let's go ahead. And let's talk about this match, which is going to be interesting. I feel like this is, has. Storyline implications written all over it. Tony Storm versus Dr. Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter versus Akaro Shida. They're going to be all going out in a four-way dance for the AEW Women's Interim World Championship. I'm going to talk about the interim thing in a second here. That's a four-way I'd love to watch. Oh, my God. I could say something, but I'm just going to. I'm just going to let that pass. Swerve in our glory. Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland take on the acclaimed daddy for the AEW World Tag Team titles. I don't think it's time right now for the acclaim, but I think their time is coming very, very soon. And then we're going to be having the trios championship, the trios champions finally crowned. And then finally in the main event, John Moxley, it is believed to be taking on CM Punk part two in the main event. Now we talked about clash at the castle. We talked about what our predictions were going to be for that show. Let's go ahead and let's go through this right now. Jungle Boy, Christian Cage. Definitely you have to figure that Jungle Boy is going to go over on this one, but what's your take? Uh, Jungle Boy is going to go over. He's got the more upside. Christian is there to to teach and to put people over at this point. It's going to be Jungle Boy. has to be. I, I agree. Ritster, 
Ricky Starks versus powerhouse Hobbs. Is Ricky going to get a beat down and, and hurt his neck again, or is he going to be able to triumph against powerhouse? You got a headache? Powerhouse Hobbs. No, he doesn't have a headache. He does that goofy pose all the time. Yeah, I love Ricky Starks, but every time uh, he does that. Hey, but there it is. Hobbs, powerhouse Hobbs is going to win, though. You think so? Really? Wow, he's picking Powerhouse Hobbs. Maybe we're going to stretch this thing out a little bit longer. I like that. Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho, the wizard. Uh, Jericho has taken some losses as of late. Danielson is obviously really good, but we've seen that there's been a few uh, issues in the armor recently. Do you think Jericho gets a win? I'm going to say yes, that Jericho does get the win. He deserves to have a, a big win in a match in a setting like this. But what's your take? Danielson. Danielson? I, I hope Jericho. I really hope it is, but I think it'll be Danielson. Now, are you saying that because of your, your Canadian pride, or are you saying that because you really do think that it's it's time for Chris Jericho to get a W? I think it's time for him to get a W. I just think Danielson's got a little more upside. And Jericho doesn't really need the rub. Good point. Who are you taking I on this one, Ritzter? Got to go Jericho, and, and and this is going to be the start of, well, you couldn't beat Daniel Garcia. Now you can't beat Jericho. Maybe we don't need you in the combat club. Whoa. Very interesting. That's could be a little, yeah, there could be some shockwaves, some fallout from this match. I think this is an attraction match, but this is just me. The Pinnacle and Wardlow taking on Jay Lethal in the Motor City Machine Guns. I think, like Bud said, this is just going to be fun. It's going to get crazy. It's going to be wild. Uh, is it going to be a spot fest, maybe? Oh, 100%. Yeah, it, you're right. Spot fest. Absolutely. Um, I'm taking right now, gosh, I hate to say it, but I'm going to have to go with Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. What's your take on this one, Rit? Uh, we're going to go Pinnacle. And I think the, bitter, uh, the bigger question would be how many power bombs are going to be in that match? Ooh. So you think the 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 guns are only in for a a one and done? Well, it, they're only in just because FTR wants to work the greatest tag teams and Motor City Machine Guns are one of the greatest tag teams. I would agree. I can't I can't disagree with you on that one. Jade Cargill takes on Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon. Let's go with the ass man. Who are you taking on this one? I know you could care less about either one of these, but what's your take? I'll probably go get a beer. <laughs> Piss Four break. Five. Piss break for butt. What? I'm not even going to ask you the question. Moving uh, on. Cargill's going to win. She's going to win. She's absolutely going to win. Jade. Gotta uh here's a match that I think is going to be really interesting. Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, Hikaru Shida, four-way dance for the interim women's championship. I personally think that Tony Storm comes out on top. I think she wins, but I think this definitely creates a big riff between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. What's your takes on this? I like where you're going with this. No. Tony takes the belt. You get a instant heat rivalry between Hater and Britt Baker. That's not bad. And and then you James have to say it, but you might be onto something. 
Uh-huh. See, got to give the devil his due every <laughs> once in a while. Um, you look at it from this perspective. Tony Storm wins, right? She's the interim champion. Thunder Rosa is the is the current world champion. She's on the shelf right now. They go ahead and have unification match at some point in time. Thunderstorm breaks up. All of a sudden, the cracks start to show. Maybe jealousy, whatever it may be. I honestly think that Tony Storm is going to become the unified champion in AEW, and I think she's going to hold the title for a while. And I think ultimately she's going to hold the title until Chris Statlander comes back. And I think then you're going to have a Statlander uh, big feud with Tony Storm, which from what we heard, Statlander was supposed to be getting a big title push before she got injured. And it looks like that's going to have to wait at least six, eight months, if not longer. She gets hurt a bit. That's that's the scary thing with Statlander. She's amazing. Yep. But she's fragile. She is. And, and it's hard to put a belt on somebody who gets hurt a bit. And it's, it's definitely not for lack of talent. She is fantastic. But man, she's on the shelf a lot. I mean, they're 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 buying a lot of band-aids for her. So when it comes to picking a champion, you know, uh durability is a big thing. And she's been on the indies for a while. So I mean, she's been really busting ass to get recognized. And the more you bust ass to get recognized, the more risks you take and the more injuries, unfortunately, you're probably gonna sustain. Let's uh, go to uh oh. are you gonna chime in on this one? I'm personally saying Tony Storm won't walk out as champion. Oh, so you have a, a different Brit, perspective. Britt Baker, the Panama Sunrise, to Tony Storm. Jamie Hayter pushes her out of the ring, takes the pin. Jamie Hayter goes over. Wow. And that's what causes Ooh. the rip between her and Britt. So, Britt does all the work. Hayter just comes in for a, for a schmoz. I, I I hope it's that. I hope it's not the other way around where Jamie would sit there and knock out Tony Storm and then Britt pushes her out and gets the pin. I, I don't want to see that. But what would you what would you do then with Tony Storm though? You you they've kind of built her up right now. You so could where easily would... you could easily move her over to Battle Jade. The and, and Jade would probably have somebody, in my opinion, that is worthy of a a decent match. Yeah, but then she's gonna get buried by Jade, and she looks terrible. Yeah, that's a good but, point. You 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 got to be building. See, and that that's the problem we discussed last week. They're not building up anybody on the women's roster to be able to take Jade down, and that's the bad thing. I mean, I'm not gonna to, disagree with you. To, I, I, to, Tony Storm could be that person. I hate to say this, God, I hate to say this, but I mean. Would a Jordan Grace be somebody that you would consider bringing in at some point in time to I'll AEW? bring her in anywhere you want. Jesus, I knew I was. I walked into that one. Would okay. Here's a question: Would Amasa Slamovich be somebody you'd be willing to offer a contract to if hers expired in Same. Impact Wrestling? Same. Yeah, she's having amazing matches over there in Impact. She is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just. She, she, Who knows? She, she she's not that good of an interview, but <laughs> what's going on, Layla Hirsch? Oh my god, I can't. I have to. Can I? I have to pause for a second. Take over, Rit. I gotta catch my. Oh man, so uh, I'm, uh, uh, I'm not really sure who's who's next. Uh, 
on the uh, on the card. I, I don't have it in front of me. I'm working but on I'm, it. I'm, I'm, All right, I'm back. I'm back. But okay. she's not a but she's not a good interview. You're absolutely terrible. Here's here's the knock on it, but we did a sit down interview with her and she's a very one or two word answer person. So when you're trying to get her to expound upon something, it, it's just not it's not her strength. Great wrestler, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it just wasn't she wasn't expounding upon things and we would ask her questions. That's all. Um, but I love how the how the rich just put it out, put it out there. Let's go for the trios. We'll be back for a second part. <laughs> oh, it was funny. Her uh, Freeland and I both booked her for two separate times. We did. Did you cancel the second one? He did. I did. You're a terrible person. The the, um, the trios we're go, we're going. Uh, so let's talk about dark, the trios dark right order. now. Dark order. Well, right now, here are the brackets we have. So Will Ospreay and the Aussie Open, they defeated Death Triangle. And the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega defeated Andrade, Dragon Lee, and Roosh. That sets up for Wednesday, Death Triangle, or I'm sorry, the Aussie Open and Will Ospreay taking on the Elite. That's going to be a semifinal match. Then on the other bracket, you have House of Black and Dark Order. Dark Order came out on top of that one. And I do believe Best Friends came out on top against Truthbusters. Yeah. So now you have Dark Order taking on Best Friends. In my opinion, Dark Order goes over. I think that just makes sense. And then the Aussie Open and the Young Bucks and Kenny, I think you're going to have to go ahead and... (sighs) We all know the answer to this. You're going to have to go with the elite, the elite. Elite, they're going to go over, and it's, it's going to set up Dark Order versus the Elite. In my opinion, if Tony Khan was smart for the, why Osseo, do you say that? <laughs> you say that as if he, if he only had a brain. Generating is dumb, but okay. If he make, wants to make the right decision to build more stuff up, the entire Elite versus Aussie Open. Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay should never touch. Not even once. Don't they have beef going on right now? Kenny Omega's got his panties in a bunch. He but, goes commando, okay? He doesn't get them in a bunch. I, I bet you no, sadly. <laughs> Indeed, I do. But I really think that they should never not touch once in the match and build it for a, what's the the climax? Whoa. Well, the, 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 that the, got the a G- little weird. I got to tell you about <laughs> that, Rit. That's, what's the big... That's uh, the, you the have big children, Rit. You already know about the climax. But what's the big uh, show in New Japan? The money shot? Oh. Um, we're talking about Wrestle Kingdom, which... Wrestle Kingdom, yes. They should save it for there. Yes. So, but, so, but Wrestle Kingdom is obviously, you know, this New Japan's biggest show. AEW is going to be a part of it. So I think it's going to be a joint venture this year. So I think I, I think it'll be interesting. I think the Ritster is on to something big time right now. So, but is, with the uh, Osprey and Kenny, is this legit or just? Oh, it's shtick. It's not no foo foo gaga horse. No, no, they're not. They're not tugging each other's rugs the, in the back. Yeah, the the, the this is just a uh, a gimmick. It's not not like you and a former panel member. But anyways. Uh, why? <laughs> the, 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 should have bought why? that. Hat. Really should have bought that hat. You are. The, then, 
then you go over to the dark order and now, now okay answer this question guys why do they keep talking about best friends and orange cassidy aren't they all best friends no best friends is the name of the tag team so well, just best for friends, the record, Dark Order is the shit since they got rid of Stu Grayson and Evil Uno. Well, well they, Evil Uno's not gotten rid of. Evil <laughs> Uno's doing. He's isn't he doing uh, the the video game? He is. He's doing. He's doing promotional stuff for the video game. So he's still around. Yeah. Stu Grayson is in fact gone, and I think Alan Angels is gone as well. So I think there's yes. two guys that Alan, are gone. Alan Angels for our topic later. Alan Angels is one of the ones that's on fire over on impact. Nice. Stu Grayson is doing some good stuff up here. He's mm-hmm. doing more indie stuff up here, but everything you read, he's just turned on the house. He's, he's huge in um, Montreal. That's where he's from. But mm-hmm. the, the feds in Montreal have just been eating him up. Apparently. Nice. He, he, he deserves it. I, I've got his action figure. I I'd eat him up. That's awkward. You can't eat him, Freeland. <laughs> Jesus. Your diabetes is going to act up. And- oh, my God. I can't even feel my feet anymore these days. This is terrible. Um, So the trios. So who do we say is going to win the trios? Do we say Dark Order? No, uh, that's what I'm going, Dark Order. So you got – so in Dark Order right now in the trios, you got 10. You have uh, Johnny Hungy and Alex Reynolds. Reynolds. The elite. You're gonna go with the the elite. I'm thinking about I doing. I don't think it's the right move. I just see it as being the move Tony Khan makes. Okay. I think it's going to be Dark Order. In my opinion, I think that Johnny Hungy and um, Alex Reynolds have busted their ass. I think they've done a lot for that group. I think they're a great tag team. I think 10 needs to get some credit for what he has done. I say he's got to get rid of that freaking mask, man. Get rid of the mask. Just You're be... telling me. I told you about PPW, right? Yeah. Man, I, I, I sit there and he walked right by. I had no idea it was him. Al Angels is like, yeah, he, he just uh, walked out there. I'm like, wait, what? He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking man. Have you ever seen him, bud, without his mask on? I have. Handsome man. Hold up. He is a handsome man. I think they should get the championships for everything that they've done in AEW. And once again, Alex Reynolds and Johnny Hungy not getting many opportunities in the tag division is almost criminal because how good they are and the chemistry they have with each other. I'd I, love I just hundred percent. Sorry, Freeland. No, I I'm with I you. Know. I'd love to see them get it. I just I don't know. I just see if they're going to go with the Young Bucks and Omega and just keep them at the top of the heap, unfortunately. You never know. I mean, it could be a classic Tony move like that, uh, or we could be surprised. Um, and then, obviously, the championship. If they're going to do... If they're going to do Punk Moxley again, and Punk got squashed in three minutes because he re-injured one of his feet, and he had to be helped out of the ring... How can we assume that he's going to be ready seven days later to take on John Moxley and win the AEW World Championship? I know it's probably going to happen. It bothers me to to the fact that I'm even coming to terms with this because I think Moxley has done such an amazing job. I feel like Punk is going to do it. 
if they don't do Punk Moxley again, who could go in that slot against John Moxley? Hang man, we already talked about this on the phone, Freeland. We did, but what's your uh, take uh, on that? I wasn't on that phone call. Thanks. <laughs> we should have had no, a. It, no, I, I tried calling you, but but some voicemail said, "Sorry, I'm in the emergency room right now." You that were bleeding. Six, seven weeks ago. You were bleeding all over the place. Hey, Rit, Rit. Scissor me, Daddy. So? Ah! Yes. That's what I'm talking about. By the way, before we we run out of uh, a lot of time, I'm going to show these two really quick. I'm wearing the Shining Wizards. Uh, Yeah, baby. I'm wearing the Shining Wizards shirt. Just want to give a shout out to the Shining Wizards podcast. They went ahead and celebrated their 600th episode. And uh, it was a huge accomplishment for them. They've been doing an amazing job for over a decade. They are, uh, I I really think that they're one of the revolutionary podcasts when it comes to what we do. I mean, the guests that they've had over the years, the topics they've had, they've done a great job. So congratulations. And, and, And you know what would make their show even better? A commercial being sent to them, Freeland. That's a good point. I should do that. I should do that. We play a lot of commercials here on the audio yeah, version of our show. Yeah. We do a lot. Tons of commercials, and we just don't send ours out. <laughs> I'll send mine out to the Shining Wizards. So, 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 why don't you give it to the executive producer? I should. You're right. I should. You're right. I should just I should just hand it over and step away quietly. No, no. Just, just hand it to the executive producer. Maybe he can put it up on our YouTube channel. Wow, my God, this is terrible. This is unbelievable. I tell you what, you're going into business for yourself right now, Mr. Punk. You are un-effing believable. Um, yeah, no kidding. I, I feel like I need a stiff one, too. Um, so at the end you of the do. day... Well, well, we just got done talking about Kenny Omega, so... Da-dance. Very nice. So we've talked about the big AEW pay-per-view. We've talked about the WWE's big pay-per-view. Um, we talked about obviously worlds collide. We've talked a little bit about new Japan. The one thing I want to talk to you guys about really quickly, and, and this isn't going to be a long uh, a segment here because we're running low on time, but I did watch the match between Trevor Murdoch and Tyrus for the NWA world championship at NWA 74. Now the event itself was not a bad no. event. It really wasn't. It was really, really good. They did a two night show and I'm not, really sure how many people that they drew. Uh, it didn't look like a huge, it was in a ballroom. So it didn't look like there was a ton of people, but there's something about Murdoch that I don't think I truly appreciated when he was in WWE. He actually is a really good wrestler. Like he's got that, that um, I, I hate to use the word. Cause I feel like it's used so much. The, the, the bruiser Brody or the, Stan Hansen. Stan Hansen, yes. The, the Harley race, the Dick the Bruiser, the guy who doesn't look like he even knows someone named Jim, but he definitely has something about him. And I think he got the best out of uh, out of Tyrus that we've seen. But man, there's really something special about Murdoch. And I feel like the NWA, if they could get some decent outlet, I think they would garner a lot more people, a lot more fans. What's your take on the NWA itself? Do you feel like it's just one of those things that's just a a glorified indie company that's out there, you know, using the name of a 
former lineage and it's dead? Or do you think that they definitely have the prospects of becoming something more? I don't have an educated opinion on it. I, I don't follow it enough. I've watched bits and pieces of it, but not enough to really give an honest opinion, unfortunately. The the talent they have there, they have put on some great matches. Uh, it, it, you really never know what's going to happen on NWA, just like with uh, Matt Cordona, you know, him and, him and Bully Ray. Uh, you know, it, it's Matt Cordona is a million bucks right now. Like, if there was one person's stock you would want to buy after their release, oh. it had to be it had to be him. And He's everywhere. And with with Trevor Murdoch, I don't think WWE had him in a tag team with Lance Cade. And once Cade got hurt, they they weren't going to push him, and they, and, and they wasted his talent. Now maybe he might not have known what to do like he does now because now he's classified as a veteran like he's able to learn from his mistakes and now he's he's one of the top guys in nwa you know uh i think another classy movie you want to talk about nwa was nick aldis did you hear that he take took one heck of a pay cut during the whole pandemic just to keep nwa you know afloat i did not know that no i, I was reading an article that was on twitter and i was just like man like for a man that believed in a company as much as he did and does, man, that's that's classy move there. Kind of like uh, when Ring of Honor got paid during the whole time, you know, you you don't see that too much. No, you don't. That uh, that selflessness, just for the sake of the business and something you love, and and to see the next group of stars come up. And I mean, he's still young. I mean, I, he's still mm-hmm. what he was in WWE, wasn't he? Who? Or was he in Impact? No, 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 no. Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis was in Impact. Impact Wrestling. Uh, uh, Who who was he? British British Invasion. The British Invasion. Him and uh, Doug Williams. Right. Oh, by the way, really quickly, I don't know if you saw this, but on NWA 74, guess who made an appearance? Who who worked the show? Miss Kate. Miss Kate was on NWA 74. Man, I remember her. You're gonna eat her under the table. <laughs> wow, you have to keep bringing that up. You have to keep bringing that up. You're terrible. Uh, you're the one that said it. I can't believe she, that she had a straight face. Well, she know what she knew what I meant. I didn't mean literally. You know, man, my self esteem's going down. We got to do this now. Scissor me, daddy. Yeah, there we go. Oh, you drag me down, make yourself feel better. <laughs> Oh my God, this makes me feel better now. Now I'm back to feeling good. Um, We've talked about so many different things. We've talked about controversy. We've talked about backstage drama with AEW. We've talked about WWE booking, Triple H, NWA, New Japan, all these things that are happening. I'm going to throw it to each one of you guys for, for one last thing. What is one thing right now that stands out to you that you're really, really happy about? Or who do you feel like is really hot right now? And who do you feel is really cooled off we'll go with the ritzer first who's on fire and who just had water dumped on him uh on fire i'm still going with my man josh alexander josh Alexander. why is he not why is he not with somebody i mean he's he's with impact wrestling he's he's with impact he's he's all over the indies he's putting on matches you know 
at least four star matches. Doesn't matter who the opponent is. It, he's he's just an amazing talent. I would I would love to have seen him and Kurt Angle when Kurt was in his prime. Go at it. Man, I it's just, Alexander would have been seven. Yeah, that's true. Well, Alexander now angle in his prime. Do you think he could get him on his back? I don't know. Like like Brock couldn't even get angle on his back. This is true. And Brock is a collegiate national champion. So mm -hmm. it'd be very interesting to see who could out wrestle who. So you think that he's hot. Who right now is really cooled off? Really cooled off. And it's a shame. Bianca Belair. Yeah, I got that feeling as well. Bianca Belair really has cooled off. Butster, what's your take on who do you feel like is hot right now and who do you feel like was, but unfortunately things have changed? Uh, who I think a little bit that I'm watching, Hook seems to be getting over Yes, he is fairly good from, from what I've been seeing. Uh, you know, being Taz's young fella probably doesn't help, but he, he can hold his own. He's no slouch. Uh, cooled off. Mm. I don't really have anything, unfortunately, gentlemen. We'll go with Bel Air because, well, that's a very, I mean, it, it is true. She has cooled off big time. And I just don't I mean, hear nothing about her uh, anymore. You, you don't. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I could have went with both uh, WWE women's champions. Because I also think Liv Morgan's cooled off. Yeah, I agree. So the person I think is hot right now, I mean, gosh, it's it's so hard to... Takeshita was really, really good before he went back to DDT Pro Wrestling when he had that stint over in AEW. I thought he was white hot, and I would have loved it if he would have stayed. Um, I agree that Hook is white hot right now. I think that's amazing. Now, who do I think has really cooled off to a point? Sammy Guevara. Mm -hmm. He has cooled off dramatically. Now, he had that heel turn, obviously, before he and Ty Conte got married. And the, I think people just got sick of that. Like, okay, we get it. You're a couple in real life. That's great. But they just kept hamming it up and hamming it up. And it was like, okay, enough of this. Sammy at one point was so riveting when he came out the Spanish God. And now I feel like he's more of a rampage guy right now. Now, do I think that's going to stay that way? Absolutely not. He's too good for, you know, not being highlighted, but unfortunately I think that uh, he's cooled off big time. I, I think I, part I, of it was, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I think part of the reason people are, don't fancy Sammy so much is some of the real life personal stuff. Know, proposed to his first fiance on TV. Yep. Not long after, he's with Ty Conte. I think some people kind of turned on him about that. I think he's a bit of a scumbag for how everything shook out. Well, some people hold grudges over that and they'll, you know, just, you just figure he's a terrible person or whatever. And, uh, that doesn't help. No, it doesn't. All right, we're going to take it to the close here. Uh, any last final comments from you, uh, Rit? What's your thoughts? Anything, any predictions before hey. we go to uh, Dynamite this Wednesday? Well, I'm going to sit there and guess 
that oh, one. Oh, that's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a thing. All right, fine. I'll bring it back. All right, continue. You, know, you just wait till the next. No one cares. I've been waiting to do this for forever. All right, fine. All right, I'm, I'm done doing that. I'm done. You just wait. Nah, no, I'm not. I'm not. All right, that's done. I'm serious. All right. Ah, scissor me, daddy. Oh, now I feel good. You get you get no scissors. Butt's going to scissor me, aren't you? Not your butt. No, well, with cutting off your tail. I was going to say with it, with that stump you have. Oh, my, get, on. oh my goodness. But if you're, if you're allowed to come back next week, I'm going to tell you right now, if the claimed wins the tag titles. I'm not coming back ever. Oh. 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 I'm blocking oh. both of your numbers. <laughs> oh. I'm never hearing it again. Nope. Love I'm going to sell my house and move up north to an igloo so nobody can ever contact me. But uh, no, no. Uh, hey, I'm going to give up the rest of my time for Butt since he hasn't been back for a while. Whoa. Look at that. What a gracious person. What a, what a Nick Aldis. <laughs> oh, All right. But anyways, uh, <laughs> how about that Claudio? Hey, so now Claudio is going to be in London, Ontario in about a month or so. Uh, Claudio, Athena. You got to be a Claudio. One more at the London Comic Con. Why aren't you going? Are you going? I don't know. I'm thinking about it. It's, it's a five and a half hour drive from here. Jeez. Five and a half hour drive. I'll, I'll send you some uh, some some great. Uh, Claudio merchandise. You're not getting it back. You know that, right? Well, if, you, if, if you sign it, all I want is one of it back. Terrible. We'll, we'll talk after this is over. <laughs> no, no, we won't. I'm going to bed. All right. I'll stop with that. Uh, for for the butt, for the writ, I am Mike Freeland. It has been so much fun. I've enjoyed this. And uh, we will see you get ready to hit the button, Ritzer, on the next Front Row Material Live. See ya. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week, I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.